Shuri, and hi everyone. Good afternoon or good evening uh, for some of you. My name is Ara, uh, and I'm based in Jakarta, Indonesia. I'm 22 years old, um, and I'm so excited to be part of this conference together with you all. I'm gonna be honest that the pressure is real when you are the fourth person to share after such inspiring stories from Wanaisha, from uh, Mangesh, from Jody. So um, yeah, it's the, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit nervous here, uh, <laughs> but I just, I think I wanted to start with a story um, back then when I was 10 years old. So I, I, I started my journey to become a change maker when I was little. I was 10 years old at the time and I was so in love with cows. Uh, I, when I was in India, I came to Bangalore and I saw a lot of cows as well roaming on the road. I was like, oh my God, they are so cute. I love cows actually. Um, and then I started to, you know, um, visited some farms in Indonesia and get to know cows better. And I realized that in some farms, they manage it really well, but in the other farms, they manage it individually and they didn't process the resources of the cows. So they just threw away the dung, they just uh, harvested the milk and then and then uh, sold it as it is without any processing. So I was thinking of why don't we, you know, utilize the, the managerial uh, concept in the first farm, which was really wonderful, in the second farm as well and help them to grow and help the cows to be happy and the farmers to be happy as well. And that was my first project. I called them a moose project. Moo, it was kind of like the sound of a cow. Uh, and it started when I was 10 years old. And since then, I, I feel like I found my power to do something and to make a difference in the community, no matter what we do or, or no matter what with the field um, and, you know, no matter how big or small the initiative was, everyone actually has the power to do that. And then after that, I started several initiatives as well around education and, and youth. And then, uh, but this afternoon or this evening, I'd like to focus more on the initiative that I just started during this pandemic, actually, during this pandemic when everyone was you know working from home schooling from home as well me as an introvert person i felt my comfort zone actually there i was like yes i can work in my pajamas now and i didn't have to to meet people in person because it was so actually it was so tiring to meet a lot of people in person as an introvert so being at home really just being alone there and do my work it was actually a comfort zone for me so when other people were, were a bit stressful i was i really enjoyed the first two weeks of the pandemic i of the working from home and schooling from home things and then but then after the two weeks I felt like there was some part of me that felt so powerless that I, I felt like I couldn't do something for the community as a young person I wanted to help other people as well I wanted to contribute to make a difference and to help the situation a little bit better or maybe help other people's lives a little bit better as well. But I didn't know what to do. I mean, we were, we were stuck at home. Previously, we can go out there and maybe help like directly um, to the people. But then now we are stuck at home and the issue was just too big 
for for a young person to solve that. I felt like I, I browsed through the news. It was all bad news. Um, and it kind of like discouraged me that, oh, what I can do, it was it was all over the places. I didn't know how to find the cure for the COVID. I mean, healthcare was not my expertise. So I was kind of like trying to figure out and it was, it took me, you know, few weeks to finally realize that I'm calling and channeling the power that I have as a change maker and a young person as well to focus on ourselves. And instead of looking for the phones and, you know, phones are full of a lot of uh, news around COVID and then most of them are bad news, actually. Um, some of them are, are hawks and many other are, are inspiring stories, actually. So we started to focus on, on those inspiring stories. And then I closed my phones, I closed my laptop, and I started to look outside the window. Instead of just looking through the small window of our phone, I look outside of the window and trying to observe what is actually happening around me what is happening in my community and then i started to close everything including my eyes and then i started to listen to myself and trying to understand what is happening inside me so what is happening around me and also what is happening inside me what is it that i can contribute to the, to the community what is my interest what is my strength my power that i can contribute there and to solve an, an issue that is currently happening in the community. And then that's actually the moment I realized that there are a lot of people out there that do not have the access to the education during the pandemic because the schools are being closed down and they were forced to study at home. But a lot of people in Indonesia, there are 30 million people across 12,000 villages. Maybe for those of you in India, the number sounds pretty small compared to India because India is, I think it, it is four times larger the population than Indonesia. So, but in Indonesia, there, there are 13 million, which is quite a lot here, um, in 12,000 villages that are currently struggling to work from home. The, the children are struggling to, to uh, study at home as well because of the lack of the infrastructure. Um, they don't have access to the internet. They don't have access to the, um, to the some some of them did not have access to electricity as well. Some of them did not have the gadgets as well to access them. So it was really, I think it struck me. And then when I looked outside the window as well, it was actually during the school hours. But a lot of children were roaming around the road without mask, without any health protocols. They were just playing around there. And then sometimes they hoped from one truck to another truck, and then trying to travel to another neighborhood as well. Um, so I think it really got me because I was actually homeschooled before. I called now homeschooled, but I actually I dropped out of school actually before, but I called them homeschooled. <laughs> so I dropped out of school in the second grade um, following a massive layoff that affected my family. And at the time, you know, we have no we had no internet at home. And um, my mom is a housewife, my dad was fired. So we had a very tight budget to survive and to still be able to access the education. Um, but my, by my family really you know, value education. So we spend um, a tight budget to get online at a nearby internet cafe of a, a dollar. At the time it was you know, a dollar a week, our budget for the entire family. 
um, but it was so hard to for us to to you know keep up with those changes. So my parents had to creatively think and find a way to deliver the learning for me and my sister at the time, which actually opened up our mind to incorporate the surroundings in our learning process. So instead of being stuck in our mindset that studying is only from book, textbook or at school or should be you know, following the trend in the internet or something, we had to we kind of like convince ourselves that this is our way of learning. We incorporated the surroundings and we're trying to learn how to learn. How can we learn from our surroundings, from even from the animals around us, from the water? We can we can calm the density, we can see how the water flows, we can learn so much about you know fluidity, about water, um, and then other forms of sciences as well, and then math. There are a lot of things actually that we can learn from our surrounding, and that was actually the moment I realized that, you know, when when previously I could learn with no internet, then how can I help other young people right now and the children as well in Indonesia to also learn without the internet? And I might be one of the few who ended up with this, you know, homeschooling situation years ago, but today there are more than 60 million students in Indonesia and maybe 1 billion globally being forced out of, out of the classroom because of the pandemic and they had to study at home. So then I started an, an initiative called AHA Project because it was a moment of AHA, like AHA, maybe this is something that I could contribute to the society with, with my experience back then when I was a child with no internet and homeschooling and also um, right now with, with the moment of realization, aha, maybe I could contribute something by integrating my friends who are also um, passionate in education to help the children out there. I was, I was blessed by a parents who are um, valuing education and who wanted to support their children to do, to do that as well. Um, but I think many of the people out there in Indonesia, there's the absence of supportive parents there who might either be clueless about children's education or maybe occupied with work to feed the family that leaves potentially millions of the children behind. So with this AHA project, um, we provide tools for creative and quality education at home for the underprivileged children in rural areas in Indonesia. So we basically we, we developed two things. The first one is the toolkit itself. How can a children with no internet have the what to study? Because there is two things in learning. There is the what and there is the how. The what itself is the materials, the modules. Like what can they learn at home? So we developed the modules as well. This is very uh, practical because it can be printed anywhere. Um, in, in, in uh, no matter what printers do you have, this is really easy to be printed and then to be distributed as well. So we have the modules ready, and this is a unique module with storytelling instead of just you know question answer question answer. That would be so boring. But this is a storytelling modules where children can study from whatever it is that is surrounding them. So this is basically a guidebook on learn how to learn for them. And then the how here, because children still need the facilitator for them to learn. So we empower the local communities in Indonesia to be 
a support system for the children so that they can facilitate the learning from one another and help their neighborhood as well. If a children, if a parents cannot facilitate the learning from the children, maybe another young person in the neighborhood can also help the junior students to study as well. So, so far together with the teachers, the graphic designers and the local communities, we were able to reach to 1,600 children in 35 villages in 12 provinces um, in this half a year um, throughout the pandemic and equipping the local adult lives with the how-tos as well to assist the learning activities in the neighborhood. So that was, that was you know, kind of like, um, I think a moment for me to, to appreciate a teamwork and distributed leadership as well that right now the world the world needs everyone to live and the world needs everyone to take action as well we cannot just depend on one or maybe a few leaders to take action and demanding them to solve all the problems but let's also listen to ourselves what can we do let's understand our strength and our power within ourselves and also understand and listen and be empathetic to our surrounding as well and what I mean, what is happening in our community and how can I contribute and connect these two things within ourselves and in the community to create and make a difference um, for, the good, for the good of all. So yeah, uh, that's basically it. And I'm also, as mentioned before, I'm holding with Ashoka, an, an international, international organization who um, yeah, identify and cultivate the change leaders across country. So it was so great to be connected with other change makers as well from India, from um, Thailand, from the US and other countries as well who are also leading a change in their own way in, in, in their community and being connected with them. And I think pandemic also provides, it, it's a blessing in disguise, it provides challenges but it also provides opportunities for us and if we can see those opportunities i think we can we can tackle and we can grow together thank you ada